Hi everybody, welcome to the Dabla Podcast. Today, we're talking about what it's like to coach a 10 and under team, both flag football and basketball, as an 18-year-old, and then as a group of 18-year-olds. Um, today, I'm sitting down talking with uh, Trevor Sin, Josiah Benson, Hayden Johnson, um, and then shout out to Daniel Stays and Zach Bozard, our other coaches, just about what it's like to really uh, you know, take on something like that. Um, and how different it may be, but how rewarding it truly is. Alrighty, welcome to the Dabbler Podcast. Check us out. Alright, welcome to the Dabbler Podcast. Today I have uh, Trevor Sin here, Hayden Johnson, and Josiah Benson. Uh, We coached a 10 and under basketball team over this past season, and then a 10 and under flag football team. Um, we were featured in a couple of newspapers and, uh, and made a little bit of noise. Um, we also coached with uh, Dan Estes and Zach Bozard uh, for the basketball team, and they were fantastic, and all the thanks to them. Um, so first off, we're going to kind of talk about, we'll start with, what did we learn most from coaching? What was the biggest, most impactful lesson that you learned from coaching? I learned that this 10-year... Um, I don't know how to explain it, but the like the ten year olds in that generation is completely different than how we were when we were that age. Alright. Well you gotta be persistent with kids, man. After the first practice, first few like first week, first game actually. After the first game, I was a little worried but uh, we kept with them and they caught on and uh turned out pretty good. I mean they knew what they were doing by the end of the season. Oh yeah. The one thing that I didn't realize is that it was really hard to get a good practice because I didn't realize how like concentrated they would be at practice, which is and it was very hard for all of them, every single one of them, to be having your their full attention the whole practice. That yeah. was trying to get their attention for every practice. Yeah, and for me. Um, it, well, there's a lot of lessons I learned over the course of the season, um, but I also learned that not only do you have to be repetitive when you're <laughs> around kids, but you also have to be uh, repetitive, persistent, and encouraging and understanding. Um, sometimes, you know, it can be a little frustrating, and you can get a little um, caught in, in the moment of the game and, and be a little too competitive, and you'll miss out on... Um, truly the, the moment at hand and you got to remember that they are just 10 year olds um, they are still young and they're going to make a lot of mistakes and you know a lot of times in competitive coaching um, even growing up playing sports you know you've seen what a bad coach is everybody has a, um, a bad coach experience at, at multiple maybe in their lifetime where they remember just you know bad coaches that ripped them apart or made them feel less on their self-worth or really discouraged them. Um, and you have the opportunity to reverse that and totally um, change, in, in, definitely at a very young age, um, their aptitude to coaching and listening and, and, and just by being encouraging and stop getting caught up in the moment of competition and really being there for them. So that was my biggest lesson. Yeah. So, is there, what is um, the most memorable moment throughout the season that really uh, through basketball or flag football that just will stick with you forever? I would say that the 
biggest memory that I'll probably have forever is that in basketball we um, played a team in the first round one by one and recently I had told my dad about how many like games we had lost by one point in basketball and the flag football and it just kind of felt nice to Get a, team get, a, get a win that was a very close game. Yeah. And an overtime. Yeah. And yeah. literally in a packed-out gym, which was weird. Like, the first time we played a packed-out gym, and we won in overtime on... Was that the first or second night? That was, that was, the, that was the first, first night. Because yeah. the second night, we lost by one. Yeah, we lost by one. <laughs> yeah. So, at least the close games. What about you, Hayden? Man, flag football. Uh, what game was it? We won by a point. Colt had that interception. Interception? Yeah. Yeah, 12. Yeah, Colt. Like, the Mia, right? I know. Uh, no, no, we won by six in that game. Because Davis made a pick at the end of the game yeah. when they were driving. I, I, yeah. I don't, it was a central team. I don't remember, though. But Colt makes the game-winning pick. Like He made the play to win the game. And after the game, somehow he read the scoreboard wrong and thought we had lost. And he was just <laughs> out of it. I mean, he was upset. <laughs> that kid does not like losing. I mean, I don't know many people that do like losing, but... He is a competitor, and I just thought that was, that was a pretty memorable moment. Yeah. It, was a little, it was a little funny to see his like, mood change. We told him we want the his one, mood changed so fast, and it was exciting. Going, going back to what I've learned after what he said is that he, he got really upset after he thought that we lost, but every, every kid, even if you're in high school and you lose a game, most of them don't cry, but... They just take the loss differently. Like a, a kid now, like ten years old, doesn't know how to take loss yet. Yeah, and so you got to teach. When you yeah, when you're older, you just take your loss and you figure out what you did wrong. Yeah, and you, you learn from it. You learn by it. Yeah, and a kid just takes it differently. Yes, yeah. it's really like when you really love the sport and you really got a passion for it, and you work so hard all them hours. And you get to the championship and you lose. It's it's just a different feeling. It's just a different feeling. Yeah. But one of my most memorable moments was when Jack had came to me before the flag football game, and he was like, "Coach Joe, my dad is coming to watch me for the first time. I gotta go off for him." I was like, "All right, go do your thing." And he had came. I think I think he came in pretty clutch. When he had got his first interception. interception. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that just stuck to me. He's like, this kid really wanted it. He went and got it. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was just a little touching moment for him. Jack, Jack was one of my favorites. He he lost his uncle. And him and his uncle were really close. And he we were going into a game. And we really wanted to win that for him. We won. But he was just my favorite kid because... He wasn't that good of a player, but he wanted it more than everybody else. But yeah, that heart is different, and that's the other thing. It's like when you you're there and you you first kind of see that passion, and and that's the that's the first time. Like you know those eight hundred games, um, you know there's passion, but they're still very much involved with the parents, and they're just trying to sit out there like, and sit out there and play the sport. Um, and, you know, in the six and under, we saw those games too. And they're just barely, you know, <coughs> grasping the sport. But really, when you get to 10 and under, you start to see competition. And you start to see some actual competitive games. 
and you start to see that it's a little bit more than just learning to play the sport. Like, there's a little bit more behind each win. Um, and that was different. Um, I think those kids really actually engrossed themselves in the competition, and it, it became real. Um, it was something that we were talking about at school. It was something that, you know, they were, you know, their friends were on the team. It was something a little bit more than just football. Yeah. I, I really wanted the kids to really take each loss. Like, yeah, you lost, like, we move on, blah, blah, blah. But I really want them to take that in. Like, dang, we just lost in the playoffs. I can't come back next year and not win. Like, I just want them to have that uh, mentality by the end of the day that installs some greatness into their mindsets. I think think the one thing I took away is that that something that gets overlooked a lot is that people do not take – Little league sports as serious as they should, yeah. just because this is their this is their high school football. Yeah, for them, this I mean it should be competitive. I mean, yeah, that's just my uh, yeah no take uh, on it. Yeah, I think they should all care. About yeah, it. it's not something. I, yeah, yeah, and, and and I think that was that started the show. Yeah, um, which was nice. I mean. You know, sometimes you can, again, like we talked about in the younger leagues, it, it's there and it's just the sport and trying to learn the grasp of it. But, you know, teaching them how to be competitive and learn the joy in winning, um, too, is it's a good thing to instill at a young age. Yeah. Um, there's that, that feeling and that love of competition. Yeah, and like Trevor said, these kids can be playing together when they get older in high school, middle school. Yeah. And, like, throughout just this little short season, a few months, these kids, like, really came together a lot of them weren't friends. Yeah. By the end of the season, like, they're all talking to each other. They're friends. They're inseparable. Like, yeah. they're right next to they, each other. They could do a bond together. And something I may add is that most of these kids don't even go to the same school because there's three elementary schools. Some of them go to Central. Some of them go to Six Mile. Some of them go to Clemson. Yeah, and they're all and, different. But yeah. now, now they're all friends. We couldn't even get them to stop running around together at the banquet. Yeah. They were all right next to each other, and it was, it was something wild. And they've grown. The, the kids, like, themselves, like, they've changed so much. Like, James, different person during basketball season. Yeah. He was a little quiet when we first got him, but by football season, he was very outgoing. Yeah. And he was very talkative kid. Yeah, and that was different too. That was wild. Like, see the kids grow. Yes, and you see them grow, and you see them in totally different environments. Like we, you know, in flag football, we started with, you know, a lot of kids. Seemingly now, after seeing the season and seeing them play football, because uh, we had a lot of the same kids on both teams. I think we had a bunch of football players playing the basketball team. But <laughs> yeah, it seemed to be James. You can tell football. He was in his element. He yeah. was basketball. He just plays basketball. Yes, like. But football is, he's, that's his thing. Yeah. He felt more comfortable out there. You could tell. I think that was one thing that benefited our football team is that we had four kids that had already played on the team together. Yes. Literally two weeks ago was our last game, and then we picked our team again and had practice. Yes. I mean, that's that's hard to stop when you already have a lot of the same team. And well, the relationships are yeah, built. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. That was really nice to, like, I will tell you, like, that first, Walking into, you know, well, first, it's hard, like, going back all the way to the genesis of it, um, the start where, you know, you're an 18-year-old trying to coach a 
a basketball team, especially, you know, there's some 18-year-olds that'll coach like their friends and stuff, and I'm putting air quotes on coaching, but when you're actually having to do real coaching, which is you're going and you're talking to a significantly younger generation at a very malleable state in their lives, and you're being entrusted to spend time and hours with them to be an encouragement and something, yeah, go for it, um, something that they'll remember forever, um, you know, every moment with them, you know, is is memorable to them. You know, something that you say that may not be memorable to you, it could be something that they remember for the rest of their lives. Um, so to have all of the weight of that situation and then to walk in a gym uh, with a bunch of kids and you're just sitting there trying to grade them A, B, or C, or D, that was difficult. <laughs> that was so yeah, difficult. Was you, you know, you know, you're thinking about just who they are, maybe how they, you know, how they have fun. How do I be encouraging to them? You got so many other worries. The other parents really aren't taking you seriously. And some of the kids wanted tryouts as well. Yeah, and some of the kids the aren't taking you seriously. Um, and they're just, you know, they're not. You know, everybody's not t- fully taking seriously. They're not taking you seriously. They're kind of just seeing all these, you know, let's see what these stupid kids do and you know, see what they do. And then you have to go in there, be a man uh, around a bunch of other men, um, and kind of establish yourself. One thing that just really irritated me during basketball is that we had these these uh, two parents that would try to tell us how to coach the game. Yeah, and trying to dictate it, dictate everything we did. I just kind of got on my nerves a little bit because we're we're teenagers and we're taking our time to coach your coach your kid. But we'll take your advice. But if we don't end up doing what you want us to do, that's not our fault. Yeah, and and this thing is even bigger than that. Like, so you go by and you see, you know, Steve Spurrier talked about this um, at, at, when he was at South Carolina. Um, he, he gave a, a couple of great quotes on it. Um, but there is a clip of him talking, and Muschamp, Mush, too, in South Carolina. I think they got on the same topic because, you know, down at Columbia, the things are different. Um, but they're sitting there talking about, you know, when I have my kids on the field, I let the coach coach. And these are coming from successful college football coaches, um, you know, Spurious. with storied hi- yeah. yeah, with a storied history. <laughs> and, and, you know, they have all of the qualifications to say, you know, I think I know a little bit more about the sport than you do. But yet they were comfortable with letting their kid be, be that coaches on the field. And a lot of times in situations, especially with parents, they take the sport way too seriously in a sense of they are kind of trying to control the coaching and you got to just step back and let the coach be the coach. Yeah. One thing that, like Dabo, for instance, yeah. his kid played on a lot of my sports teams, and he would never tell my dad what to do. Yes. He would sit back and watch his son. It's just, I just think it's a, yeah, I, think, I just think it's a rude thing to do is to tell your kids' coaches what to do. Yeah, and you got to be encouraging, and, and, and sometimes you just got to let them trust the coach. Um, you know, if, if even if it's a bad coach, it, it, it'll be a learning experience for the kid. And the most you can really do is be like, at least, can you just give my son a chance? Like, they're not giving him playing time. Hey, can you give my son a chance? He just hadn't really opened up in his cell. And that's one thing Jeremiah's parents did. Yeah. They tell me, they're like, yeah, he's just really shy. He, he just needs a chance out there, really get uh, close with the boys and connect with the boys he was like this this really his only friends 
So it's it's really a family thing. Basketball, all sports really, unless it's like track or something like that. You you really, that's that's just you. You just depend yeah. on yourself. Yeah. But like the thing that irritated me about track is when I ran, I I didn't like it because it felt like I was running for myself and not as running for my team. Yeah. It just didn't feel right. Yeah, and that teamwork is that's everything. That is everything. You're gonna use. Especially when kids these young, you're, you're going to use those skills of teamwork for the rest of your entire life. Yeah. Um, and now, like, in track, they do they do points. So, like, you add everything up. But at the same time, you're still running for yourself. Like, one of my friends, you all know, Charles or whatever, had one triple jump and long jump in state. Yeah. He won it. But his team didn't win state. Yeah. So, it's, it's still an individual sport. That's why basketball... And football or like team sports, you can really get closer with people. Yeah, we saw that. I mean, we saw that happen. It builds character. Football, yeah, really. Yeah, football. Yeah, basketball. Yeah. You can have one kid really can carry a team, or one or yeah. two kids can carry a team. Football, you need everybody. everybody you need. Yeah, you rely on your teammates. You have to. Yeah. Because if you don't rely on your teammates, you're going to get out of position trying to make a play. Yeah. In their spot. You have to play your position. Yeah, and we dealt with that. We had some times where we had, you know, in the early season where we had teammates not trusted teammates, and it led to some tough situations, and we had to, you know, kind of let them get comfortable, and when we worked together, all of a sudden, we were the most successful we could be. I think football is the most rewarding sport you can play in your life because you learn so many (coughs) things about football, but you learn many life lessons as well. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, like, with football, and it's easy to tell who's good, who's bad, who's great, who's all right. Because if your big-time player can make plays when nobody else on the team is doing anything and y'all still win the game, that's a great player. Yeah. It's 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 real detailing. And I don't care what nobody say. I think football is the hardest sport because – it's a lot that come with it. It's so much. You you probably overthinking. You gotta wake up early, work hard. It's it's just a whole process. That's that's just how I see it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean it's 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 something that totally consumes you, um, and it, it it's something that, you know, football is is a sport that. Without that teamwork and that understanding and that and that attention to detail, you know, it's almost like a chess game. Like some, they will find your weakness if you don't have a ton of detail and teamwork and communication. A a team can find your weakness pretty quickly. You know, they don't have to have the better players than you. They just have to be able to communicate better. And I think football is the greatest sport because you can actually efficiency, like. I don't know, get better at it. You can actually get better at football. Like, you can't go play baseball. If you ain't got the IQ, you ain't got the IQ. You can work on it, but you ain't got the IQ. You just can't play. Yeah. Football, some of the slowest players, like quarterbacks. Yeah. Tom Brady, slowest quarterback you ever seen, but greatest yeah, quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And he actually got better. Like, you can get better at quarterback and stuff like that. Yeah. That's yeah. why it's really the greatest sport. Football, any kid, like, any skill set, you can find this position for you. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're not fat, if you're, like, a bigger kid, 
You can play line. I mean, yeah. D-line, offensive line. There's a spot for everybody out there. Yeah, and that was something we learned. To, both <coughs> basketball and football, um, we lost each of our first games. And that was totally, and in both circumstances, I, yeah, I think, crazy. it was we had pre-existing conditions of the kids before we went into the game. And many times we were subsided with, it was different. We, we would think one thing of a kid, and we were totally surprised by what would happen when it came to game time. Yeah. Um, and that totally, and it had to change our way of thinking, and it had to change our way of coaching. That's the thing with any sports first game, you really figure out who's the weakest link, really. Yeah. And you figure out who everybody is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very quickly. And with Especially ten under. Like, little league sports. I mean, if you're ten. You're not practicing the same as a game at all. Like, coaches can say it, but you're not. Like, you just don't have the mindset yet. So, first game, you're just testing the waters, like Trevor said. You got to see who's got it. Some kids have it. It's just that gamer mentality. They, it turns on in game time. Mine's yeah. come on. They're down. They're it's, down to play. It's gut check time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy, it's crazy too, to see, like, especially as uh, over the course of a season – um, you know, you could have an individual game and you can have an, indiv- an individual preconceived notion of a player and then you're totally surprised. You just watch somebody completely <coughs> change. Like, I, I don't think other than we, we saw it, you know. Imagine if you went in the beginning of basketball season and you said, hey, in four months, Jeremiah will be playing quarterback for you. And that's a totally change. Like, that's something totally unexpected. The kid didn't say three words all basketball season. So to see him play quarterback and to be able to play that man at the at, at the helm of the field, uh, controlling everything on the field and do it well was I mean that's entirely different. You those preconceived notions are destroyed every single time. Imagine James. You're sitting there, James, who in the regular season almost gave me 55 heart attacks. Because he was over there, you know, running around and doing something that entire he didn't know what was going on, like a chicken with his head cut off. Yet, when the playoffs came and the games mattered the most, all of a sudden he's putting up crazy amounts of points that you d- didn't expect and didn't know where it was coming from. Yeah. That was different. Like, going, going back to the weakest, well, not the weakest link part, but figuring out who... As a ball player, and who's not in the first game, we we picked a guy in basketball, and we thought he was his, our best player. And we got into the first game, and he just got the ball and freaked out. Yeah. I, it's just game time. It's different. Yeah. What's the most you learned about yourself from coaching? What did you learn most? And <clears throat> I love it. I love coaching. I I I always thought, hey, maybe I. After I retire from the NFL, whatever I do, I can I can just go coach. But then it hit me in those times how much you got to do in, like, higher levels of sports to actually be a coach. You got to study the game. You got to actually study the game. Yeah. And you got to really love it. But I really love coaching. Yeah, I like it too. It's really, really rewarding as a coach. Like, almost, like, I would say just as much as a player because, like, to see, like, calling a play and seeing it work beautifully. Yeah. And the kids, you taught them how to do it. And see them just, like, just do it perfectly 
execute it. That's what no, I'm looking but, for. Just execute the play call perfectly and score a touchdown. I mean, that's very rewarding. But how that coach from the other team came to you and asked you, oh, yeah. yo, like, how these kids understand how these, kids do that? these routes and our whole system. We, we have a completely different system from anybody. And he was just so surprised and impressed because we, we had beat them as well. Pretty, and pretty bad. That was that 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 definitely paid off hearing that. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty. That was a good moment. Yeah, come over and compliment us. I enjoyed coaching so much just because, I mean, it's it's encouraged me so much that I'm gonna do a double major with coaching as part of my um, education. You but, you heard it here first. Trevor Sin will be double majoring yeah. in coaching at the this. University of Cumberland <laughs> yeah. as a student athlete. That's that's pretty impressive. It's um, it's changed my life definitely. I mean, I think all of us can agree that we would have conversations after practice, and like most of us, this is all we look forward to in our week. Really, yeah. I mean, we didn't have much going on when we were seniors. We go to we have two classes at least, and then we get to go coach these yeah. kids. This is a this is a blessing. Football, yeah. something to look forward to. Any yeah. sport you play, and I mean, uh, if you're serious. You can have that be your life, like in high school. If you're playing in college, NFL well, has to be your life. But, like, in high school, it's just different. I mean, it's all for your, like, you don't have to play. It's just, if you enjoy it, you can play. Yeah. It's not your job or anything. It's yeah. for your pleasure, so. And the thing is, like, I'm a senior, I was a senior in high school, I had four classes then I had practice for like my own sports and I still wanted to come out and coach like it was just a good time in the week for me that the days we had practice and stuff like that sometimes here in basketball sometimes I was like man I really want to go home but that that it wasn't my sport but I did enjoy coaching it but with football I really really like it was worth my time yeah. The one thing that really made it worth it is just winning and seeing the kids' reactions. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just stuff. Is, I mean, during the summer, when they're just in the backyard playing football, they're just going to pretend winning state championships or yeah. going back to winning a flag football game and winning by one point. They're just going to replay that in their head. Yeah. Constantly. Because I know I did when I was a kid. I definitely did. Yeah. I mean, definitely did. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't get those times back. No. You can't. You just got to remake them. Yeah. And they're going to sit there and they're going to go, they're going to go, oh, Coach Grant, oh, Coach Sin, oh, Coach Johnson, oh, Coach Benson. They're going to be thinking yeah. about what we taught them um, and thinking about us. And, and honestly, I mean, I remember all of my coaches when I, you know, I had growing up. I remember most of them. I remember my coach. The most? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I, remember, I, remember, I remember my coach. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> you know, some of them, like, I remember I had a, the, the, the guys who really inspired me to do this, um, with Grant and Jordan, um, of a, a basketball team, and, and they were just a, a couple college kids who decided for, I have no idea why, yeah, and they decided to, to coach a basketball team. Um, and, I mean, we were about 12 at the time, and yeah. I still remember those guys. I still see them every now and then around here. And those guys were super influential on me, um, and they were just so fun to watch. And I thought about them a lot as we did this. 
Yeah, kids, they remember a lot from sports. I remember, I know, I remember little league sports when at basketball when my dad usually wasn't coaching basketball. I remember one season we had a coach. He really had no <coughs> idea what he was doing. No idea what he was doing. Never called plays or anything. I remember the kids like myself. We like got together. We called our own plays. We made our own plays, and we won the championship that year. We yeah. were we went. I think we went undefeated. If not, we lost one game. I remember that season. Like I definitely remember that. The one thing I'll remember for the rest of my life is twelve and under football. It was our last year. We all decided to play another year instead of going to play Edwards football. Anyways, um, we went to the state championship and lost by was it one point or two points? One. One. It was. Probably one of the biggest heartbreaking moments I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Because I have played, I have had played with these all of those kids my whole life, and it was really our last chance. And I just will remember how I felt after that game. Something goes wrong in my life, I'll remember how I felt then and how I feel now, and it'll be completely the same. And this is that is so true. It's. It's just like, I mean, football teaches you life lessons. It teaches you how to deal with hardships. I mean. Yeah. And a lot of kids, they don't play school sports. They play rec sports. And then when they get to school, they they don't really play sports with the high school or middle school. So this is their experience of sports. Yeah. A lot of them. A lot of them. Yeah. It's a small select group that will go on to play in high school. Um, it's a small sort of group that we're going to play in college, even smaller. Um, and so, I mean, this is, this is it. Um, and so a lot of, for a lot of kids, especially with football as well, you know, this is their first and some only, um, experience with football. So we had an opportunity to kind of mold how they view the sport, how they view each other, um, and maybe mold some relationships that they may have for the rest of their life. I think you're doing your child a disservice. Dis- What's the word? Disservice. Disservice. Dis- dis- disservice. Yeah. Sorry. Got my words. <laughs> Tangled up there. But I think you're doing them a disservice. Or dis- disservice. 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 Dis- 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 Sorry. Yes. No, you're good. If you do not encourage them or make them play school sports, I mean. Yeah. It, don't it, make them. But well, no, definitely encourage, encourage yeah. them. Because. Can't make I know I had the time of my life playing high school football. Yeah. And literally every pro athlete ever says says that high school sports was the best moments in their life. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that. Like yeah. Instagram list quotes, like Hall Famers who've had great NFL careers. They definitely enjoyed it, but they said high school and middle school and rec, those were the best times. Like I said earlier, you don't have to play. It's not your obligation, like your job. Yeah. In college, it's your job too, because if you don't play, yeah. scholarship gone. Yeah. So. And back to what you was talking about with how we went to state twelve hundred a year, like, gosh, I was just so torn over that. And that that same that same day was Halloween. Oh yeah. And I didn't even feel like going to get no candy, no nothing. I still had my uniform on. Cause that that's who I was that day. That was that was the character I was. I was me on the football field, and I just I just wasn't happy. Wow. That whole day, they barely got any candy. Cause 
that stuff really stick with you. My birthday was literally the day after that game. I didn't do anything for my birthday. Yeah. I, I mean, I was heartbroken. And I just feel like I feel like that's a dying breed, and we we're trying to install it back in these kids. Competitiveness. Yeah, because this generation, uh, they 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 know too much. They they know way too much about life, like computers phones. and all. They they're on Fortnite games. That that might be what they they uh, might think they're gonna be professional gamer. Everybody probably think that as a kid right now. And we just got we just got to change that. For instance, is like one of our kids. We asked them what our team name wanted to be, and one of them yelled out, "We, I want our team name to be the Crackheads." I was like, <laughs> in third grade or fourth grade, I didn't even know what a Crackhead was. Yeah, it's just, so connected. It, just, with the it world. just blew my mind. <clears throat> yeah, the innocence of childhood is gone in a lot of ways. I mean, the accessibility of information is something that's both incredible and the amount of knowledge a child can learn but yet also very dangerous and how it, I mean you know you can learn some horrible stuff very quickly and I, I think that one thing that I could have worked on is I was pretty intense as a little league coach yeah <laughs> I was <laughs> I was but <laughs> sometimes I'd have to take a step back and regroup and everything but I think that you should be tough on your little league kids because when they go to middle school and high school, their coaches are going to be jerks. Yeah. They're, they're going to have to learn to deal with that. Off the field, your coach will love you and do anything for you for the most part. Some of the coaches won't, but yeah. if, your coach actually, if your coach actually cares about you, then they would be probably one of the biggest male figures in your life. Yeah, definitely. A lot of people, yeah, a I'm lot telling of you, don't have Coach Brian, y'all remember him? It was in like in middle school. The big black guy. That's that's one of the most influential dudes I've met in my life. And he wrote me a, he, I, he might have wrote me like a whole booklet just on everything that he has taught me, everything that we have spoke about it. It's just crazy. I still have it at home, and he's like one of the most influential people in my life still. And it's been a while since we even talked. So like this stuff really stick. It really does. Yeah. It's kind of like my little league coach and high school coach. Yeah. yeah. If if I had if I had nowhere to go, I know that I could go stay at his house. Facts, Coach Pageant. I can too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you can. Um, yeah, and I mean that is uh, coaches um, will always stick with you, and so being able to be on the opposite side of that, being able to be that guy um, who can be encouraging and insightful, and 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 really play a, a good role in their life is it's it's priceless. I mean, they uh, you know they we all volunteered, all did it for free, um, and all spent our our countless hours there and. I wouldn't ask for a dime. I mean, yeah. it was it was mm-hmm. the, I mean, what we learned and what we still gained. got plenty out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we probably spent money. Yeah, we we did. Yeah, I had no I had no problem with spending money on those kids. I mean, yeah, it's like yeah, for me it was like a hobby I enjoyed really. Yeah, it wasn't like I oh I have to go to practice tonight. Oh. We have game night. I was like, oh, we have game night. I'm ready to go. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready to go. I mean, Call I, some plays. I missed our last 
few playoff games and I heard that we lost and it it broke my heart that I wasn't there yeah and it's hard that's how I felt when I heard y'all lost the um what's the team man 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 yeah yeah I was like I didn't even know I was like dang I went there we lost yeah. Like I went there to even witness us losing. Like yeah. that been bad. Like Yeah. Man. It's tough. It's tough. The winning. It's what you remember. Yeah, winning is what you remember. That first gut check, that Pendleton team rolling in undefeated. We really didn't know our identity yet, to be honest. The team. The kids even themselves. Like Yeah. I was confident we had a really good group of athletes. Like they were starting to catch on, but that game, pieces came together. We beat them. We became the team. Yeah. Like, the team in the league to beat. And really, from that point on, we stepped it up. And that, by the end of the season, we were really in that In that Pendleton game, we go into halftime down 7 nothing, And I'm over here sitting watching the Pendleton's um, – their break or whatever. Yeah. And they they have their conversation with their coach and they get finished and they break it down and say, this is our house. Yeah. And we're about to break ours down and all of our kids look dead, have no energy whatsoever. And you just say one thing, like they just now said this is their house and what are you going to do about it? That changes the whole game. Yeah. There's a lot of coaches in high school that will be... They, they can outsmart everybody, but getting your kids to want to play for you yes. and be excited to play is a big difference in a yeah. game. Because if, if your players are not wanting to go out there every play in high school football to dominate the other team, you will lose. Yeah. And, I mean, you got to that's, – that's a huge portion of it is the motivation um, and building that intrinsic motivation within – your athletes and within yourselves. Um, I mean, motivation is everything. And so that Pendleton team was hard. I mean, you, you're sitting there and it's a hard thing for, to, to coach because you're like, oh, well, I'm an 18-year-old kid and you've got full-grown men with, you know, big old chains on coming and getting them going through college warm-ups and yeah, yelling, yelling and music coming and they're like, it's game day, it's game, you know, they're coming out full ready. I'm not sure how kids are going to react at yeah. all. And yeah. our kids just that. look like deer in headlights. They've never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything like this. I, you know, I don't know what to do. You know, these kids, I mean, there was a, a moment, an interaction we had um, before this, this Pendleton team. We played a, another Pendleton team that was not quite like that. Um, but we had an interaction where we were sitting on the bench and a couple of their kids came up to our kids, um, and I used some words I'm not going to repeat, but, um, and effectively almost like a Disney movie, we're the bad guys and like, we're going to beat you guys up. And, and, and that, that was a really weird interaction to see. And there was something, you know, you're like, well, this is weird. I've seen this childhood bullying happen. And so to see them go from... And, and to see those parents and their coaches feed into that same thing when we went play them, um, with that bully mentality, you know, they're very much aggressive and they want to be the big, bad, scary team. And we were scared for a halftime. And then all of a sudden, you know, it clicked. And they realized, you know, you it doesn't matter how scary. It, appearances don't matter. 
It matters how well you can communicate, how well you can play, and how motivated you are. That's what matters. One, one thing in that game is when we were warming up before the game, the Pendleton kids were out there doing push-ups with their shirts off. Yeah. And our kids, <laughs> and our kids look over there and their jaws literally drop and they don't say a word the whole warm-up. And we were trying to get them motivated and they're just now getting there and then we have to start the game and they're all nervous and yes. like Zach said, deer in headlights. And then you say one thing to them at halftime and it just... Flips. Flips. And the whole time before the game, we are preaching, we can play with this team, we can beat this team, but first half we didn't do too hot, but second half we got that first touchdown, you received the confidence. Confidence was everything for this team. Yeah. Once they got confident, they realized they could compete, not only compete, they realized they could beat this team. These yeah. kids were no different. If not, they were better than these kids. Yeah. When they realized that, they stepped it up, and man... We dominated him second half. Yeah. And look, yeah, really, realistic, yeah. realistically, this this was an all colored team. Like these are all black kids. <laughs> then they had Mark, he, hey, and Mark he was a dog, dude. and Mark was a dog. So that's that's I think that's really what really shook them, low key. But they looked the second team. half when each coach gave a speech, and I I had told Davis or James or somebody. Look, Davis. look, they're going to throw this screen. All you got to do is crash down, and you're going to pick it. Well, we told them the formation because they were doing a, they were doing the a three a, set. They were doing yeah. a three set with a bunch, and they were just well, a, a triangle. They had two on the, on the front and one behind it, and they were just throwing a screen, and basically those kids were just sitting there. Yeah. They weren't blocking. Because they can't. They weren't blocking, but they were yeah. just standing there. Yeah. Yeah. But there, there was a complete alley. You could just run right through and jump it. And he almost did for yeah. the game. And me and Josiah was like, you you better jump that pass if you see that formation yeah. again. And he did shot. Right before halftime. Then after, he no, got it. it. Wait, no, it was after. And he took it. No, I meant yeah. like the first time when he almost got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then he did it in the second half and took it to the career. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, that was, that's a moment to remember, that, too. That was really rewarding. Cause that we felt be. like we felt like felt we like just we told him that like yeah. it it worked. Yeah, felt like we actually did something. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. those kids are out there yeah. playing. We're we're just telling them what to do. Yeah, yeah. And they it comes up to them and how they play. Yeah, and then I mean we can tell them everything. We can tell them, give them all the advice in the world. To see them actually do it is one of the wildest and most fun, rewarding feelings. It's yeah. just full like. I don't know. It's full bliss to see them, you know, see your plan go to action, but it's their decision-making and their playing that's doing it. You know, our words are going only going so far. Yeah. I think the main, I think the, oh, go ahead, sorry. Even, like, later in the season, these kids have learned so much. We didn't even have to tell them to do something. I remember in playoffs, Carson, we, we did double pass a little bit, and uh, I told Carson before the game, I was like, hey, if I do a jet sweep, the outside guy has a go route anyways. He can't block. So, if you see that corner come down, toss it. I call jet sweep. I didn't think anything about it. I didn't I didn't think he was going to do it. Sees it open, hits Jeremiah. Oh, yeah. And, then, and I was so proud of Carson. And yeah. then on defense, they figure out Andrick, the second game of the season, he comes to the sideline at halftime. He tells us other teams play calls and what they mean. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like yeah. what? <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was crazy. He's yeah. actually a he, genius. Yeah, yeah Andrew actually is very smart. He came, all, these, all these kids are very smart. He came up to me and he's like, Coach, if they say, 
I can't remember what it, exactly it was. Rambo was a blitz. No, that no. Oh, we no, figured, no, we, figured, we figured yeah. something about Pendleton. Their weren't too difficult. It was the other yeah. Pendleton team. No, oh, yeah, the, the good the, one. He no the, the bad, the bad, bad one. one. He came up to me. He's like, coach, if they if if they call this, then it's a pass. If they call this, this is run. And he's just on the other sideline. He can hear him better than me, but yeah. still. Even that he can figure that out is just crazy. Yeah, these kids are. I mean, they're brilliant. And so, yeah, that was that was the other thing. Going back all the way back to what that the Seneca guy said at the um, end in the playoffs um, when he talked to us and, and complimented Hayden's system. Um, yeah. Where it was the first round playoffs. Yeah, the, we, we only won thirty-three to six. Yeah, yeah. I so, was scouting out the day before. Yeah. So. <laughs> He um, came up to us and, and, and talked about the system. And, um, you know, most, we're, well, we'll we talk about it a little bit. We're not going to give away everything, but most. Um, <laughs> Whoa, no, we're not. Yeah, yeah, we, can't, we can't do that. And not give away There's, anything. There might be a high score, too. That just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, not exactly. Uh, but, um, not the same. But. You know, the, the two other, every other rec team uses. Play sheets. Play sheets. Pick a number. Numbers, colors, colors, just simple little signs, shapes, vocal callouts, <laughs> um, just simple things, and they're set plays. Yes, Us, we could call whatever we want. Yes, I mean, and, and everybody's it, individual play. Yes, and it's totally uh, makes a play done in in, 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 a, in a different fashion. We used a different approach, and something that a lot of people, if you went up to the parents or other coaches. Um, would probably tell you it was way too complicated. I mean, sheer fact, we'll go back all the way to basketball season. At the beginning of basketball season, when I'm sitting there talking around all these coaches, they tell you, don't shoot the three. None of the kids can make it. The like, three-pointer was Luke something that it. we could rely on. Who could stroke it? Yeah. yeah. We stroked some threes in the season, like and it came, I mean, it worked out. It worked out. We we had some games we had that were decided that by three point, you know, by three pointers. We had a couple kids that could shoot them, and so to completely write your kids off and to say, "Oh, don't even try it. They can't do it." I mean, that's what a lot of coaches would tell us with the system that we use. And that's, that's way that's more crazy. That this is what's happening. Like the coaches are dumbing down. Like, what do you mean? These kids are capable. One day, these kids things. are gonna have to shoot threes. I mean. Come on, man. That's just that's just football, dumb. Like nobody wants to hear that. In football, these kids didn't even know. Like, what are you gonna say? Don't throw deep them. passes. They didn't even they know score? Like, that they were learning a complicated system. Yeah, these kids, they can understand pretty, like pretty uh, intricate system like we had. But you just have to break it down for them, teach them a little bit at a time, and then you put it all together, and boom, you see a light bulb. And you gotta tell them. Yes. you gotta tell them. It's simple. And you gotta tell them it's simple. I look, bro. Look what my hands going like. Look what it looks like. It's simple. Like it's some it. things, and you they're can't like, call. oh, okay. Uh, ten out of, like high school, like there's a good bit of things that you can't call. Like you can't call like reads for the kids, like very complicated reads, like RPOs and stuff. But you can t- do an RPO without them even realizing. I mean, basically, a double pass with Carson was an RPO. I mean, yeah. You come down, you read, you throw it. Yeah. If they don't, you run. That's and basically an RPO. And this system that we ran, it was. It's probably a harder play concept when she, once you get to con, uh, high school than it will be in college. Yeah. A lot of the time. Well, uh, 
in some in college some, you gotta learn to play but, yeah in some aspects of it no but yeah colleges yeah. they I bet half the colleges won't even understand what we're doing no no I mean if you looked at it the first time you looked at it yeah. you definitely can't tell yeah and I, it, mean, I mean it looks like we're putting up cult side. the route's pretty like, simple <laughs> if I'm holding the route yeah. in front of you right in front of you it's pretty simple but when I'm giving these kids I don't care if they know what route what symbol is what route they don't know who I'm giving it to cause and I'm where? calling to play fast they don't know who's getting that route yeah, that's, a, that's another thing we, I learned is that with plenty of practice, these ten-year-old kids can learn any play concepts that they can because we probably practice more than any other team in yeah. our league by far. I mean, well, we had to after the first. Game. I mean, no, we had we had to. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, we're, but we didn't make we made practices. Fun for the kids. I mean, we did. We didn't want them not. But we still. On. But it's, it, I mean, but it, they still had to learn. You still had to go. To pra- we still had to practices have practice. for learning. Yeah. And, and and I mean I mean you sit there and you're looking at a system that again like you said most colleges most high schools, you know you sit there and if you don't even know football it looks like a dystopian cult meeting like a weird worship thing that he's got going on. You have no idea what's going on. And, I mean, you had grown men sitting there going, looking at a bunch of 18-year-olds, how in the world did you teach yeah, those kids this system? I would look every time before the game. I would look yeah. across, the, uh, across the field every time the coaches were trying, just looking at me calling the plays. And I loved that they were trying to figure out my system, looking at me. Because if they're looking at my signals, that's not good for them. Yeah. In football, you – defense, you react to the play. So, like, them trying to react to my play call, they're just guessing what I'm going to do. That's not good for them. I mean, yeah, it's it's incredible. We had a coach sit there and scout us for multiple games, and yet he probably didn't know a good majority. I mean, of he our knew system. what some signals were, but he yeah. didn't know where it was going. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you see me do the signal, that's gonna happen. Like he he probably knew what jet sweep was, yeah, but I he mean, de- he definitely knew he saw me doing jet sweep. That's why I did a lot of fake jet sweeps, and boom, their kids out of position. Yeah, like these coaches can't have the kids learn my signals because. I want them to know my signals. Yeah, I'll confuse you, them with it. When you have when you have signals, you have to know. And there's a and there's a coach coming to watch you. You have to know which play call <coughs> they're going to figure out the easiest because yeah, you can just take advantage of them. I yes. mean, even he knew Carson was getting the ball. Yeah, someplace. Can't stop him. And Carson yeah. drew the whole team a few times. <laughs> yeah. Took to the curb. Like yeah, you, eighty yard <laughs> touchdown runs. Yeah, that is when you're blessed with a resource like Carson. I mean, Carson versus Colton. Yeah, we had so James, many weapons. James was really good at reading yes. or uh, finding open spot at receiver. Me, one thing he I could just, get open. <laughs> one thing I just thought that was crazy in this draft that we did is that we had the we had the last draw so both we, times. Yeah, both times. So we had we had two pick two first round picks so back we had, to back, but we no, had the, we had, yeah we had the first round first pick and second round because we last yeah okay round. well yeah, that was yeah. still an A player and we still and, and, we, and we got Carson and Colt which was the best two players. I don't know how Carson dropped the last and. Or Cole. And everyone, like... Every, every, everybody slept on those kids and, like... Those kids tore them up. Carson, Carson had the fastest 40 time at the... Con, at the Made no sense. At Carson, the draft. I mean, Nobody he, could get Carson. He should have gone... He should have been the first pick. For yes. sure. Well, some of the parents... Some of the coaches were obligated to take their kids and stuff like that. But we got lucky that. We don't yeah. have to pick. Our kids. Not yeah, the first round. We don't have our children. Well, that. Well, yeah. I had two children, but I, I, I smartly negotiated to the end. They helped us. I mean, yeah, they helped us out. Graydon turned into Graydon, a really good Graydon linebacker. turned into a good player. Yeah, Graydon turned into Sam a good I mean, player. Sam's youngest kid out there. You, 
Yeah, he's definitely. I'm just, I'm just surprised he learned as much as he did and actually. I mean, Sam could actually and actually win the game fun. and play. Yeah, because at the beginning I was like, man, this With kid, this kid's gonna hate this. Yeah. And towards the end of the year, he was really coming around and actually starting to enjoy it. Yeah. That was that was another like yeah, enjoyable, like enjoyable part of coaching. Yes. Is you think kids are just gonna hate, sit here and hate it the whole time, but they. They they come they come around. Yes, and that's and that's a no effort to our. I mean, there if we break down our coaching, let's say basketball and flag football, we've got we had a kid Henry who went from the last pick to one of our best players who made the all star team. Last pick to an all star. Yeah, the coaches incredible. were talking down on them. We we're like, yeah, they, these coaches are ripping here. them apart. It's not a college scouting. They're t- talking about his behavior. These and kids his are attitude. ten; they can develop so fast. Yes, and they're just completely shutting them down. And we were like, screw it, let's see. You know, let's take it. Let's hedge our bets and let's try it. And we went last pick to all star basketball. Little league basketball is way more about developing than football. Football, you have to teach plays. So yeah. You don't have enough. You don't really have a lot of time to. Develop. Unless you have really long yeah. practices, but you can't do that. That was an. That's aggra- why you sit there and develop a kid. That was an aggravating thing to sit there in a draft, and then a, a coach that had that kid on a previous team, and somebody asked him about him, and he just shakes his head, no. Why no? Why did you not put in extra time to teach him? And, yes. And give him the right tools, because essentially, how good of a football player you're going to be or a player of any sport in general is you need tools to be successful. I mean, yeah, you have to do work on your own, but you have to have good coaching as well. Yeah, it's not, to me, all those, we took two teams full of misfits in some ways. We took two teams full of misfits. Um, We took two (coughs) teams full of, of kids that a lot of coaches look down upon and we beat them with those kids. You know, and and that is an effort to being able to listen, provide them resources, and being caring about their development. If you just sit there as a rec basketball coach or any type of recreation coach, and you just sit there, run my system, and force it into them, and way too competitive, and you completely forget about who, what you're doing. You're, you're, you're sitting there educating children. The big thing is not whether or not we win, lose, how it goes, how... It's about how they develop as a person and how we can encourage them to be better people later on. We can instill them the winning. We can instill the competitiveness. We can give them all of that, and that's what we want to do. But it's about how they are as a person and how they will be better on. Um, And when you just sit there and you look at a kid and you look at them in a one-dimensional thing because they couldn't fit your system and you completely – misjudge how they can play the sport you completely misjudge who they are as a kid you completely misjudge their attitude you misjudge their ability to listen and you just give up on them it crushes a kid and you completely subjugate them forever with that sport and you sit there and you just give them all the resources and you sit there and listen to them and just try and try and try and see what works you can see some real growth happen. And we saw that with both flag football and basketball. We saw some kids grow from zero to hero very quickly. Yeah. One thing that kind of blew my mind is that a kid named James, we coached him basketball and flag football. We were playing the we were playing the best basketball team in our league by far. Yeah. And in one of our regular season games, and we're tied 39-39 with like a minute to go, and James gets fouled and goes on the free throw line. He hadn't scored a point all year. And he makes both of them. And then after that point, 
he doesn't go another game without scoring at least two points. Yeah, which and two and two points is a lot of points for a little kid. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 yeah, we said. I mean, the record for the most points scored ever in a ten and under basketball game with what forty one and forty one yeah, or thirty nine. Forty one thirty nine. Yeah, so I mean, these these points, every point matters, and so to see that James go on to score every time. Uh, to see Jeremiah go on and he scored every game from that point on, um, it it was it was insane. Jeremiah stepped up last game. Yeah. Yeah. Defense. I mean, we just had one, we had one kid that just got shell shocked basically. I mean, it was in the second round of playoffs and it's a team that we had lost to twice before. Yeah. And we want to quit he basketball. Just, he just, I mean, he just gets scared and tell him to get back in the game and he just. <coughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. And then yeah. there's like another kid that we put in, and he just gives it his all, and it really helps. Okay. Yeah, and didn't say a word about it. He put his complete heart out there in the moment and didn't say a word about it. That's crazy. That is it is it is so wild. Um, I mean, to even get into it, we had a situation with an undisclosed kid that we're not gonna talk about, where he was getting bullied at school, um, in a really really negative fashion. Um, and we had an ability to where his birthday was coming up and we had an ability to, to change how that week was perceived because, you know, either he could have been, oh, I got really horribly bullied at school and then I had a terrible birthday. And so you have this situation where he has probably one of the worst weeks in his life. Um, and we have an opportunity to change it. Um, this kid was not a sociable kid. He kind of, most uh, one of his parents uh, told us that most of his friends were on this black football team. And so we decided to throw a birthday party for him and throw a massive one at that. Um, and with all the kids and get all the presents and um, just, you know, do our best to have a great time for his birthday. Um, you know, and, and, and to completely reverse his interaction of that week. You know, before, you know, he got bullied at school he had horrible things happen to him, and yet we had an opportunity to change it and to change his feelings about it. And I, I think we were successful. I think he will always have that, you know, that great memory of that birthday, and it will completely erase that memory. And that is where what's beautiful about coaching is you have opportunities to reverse some of those horrible memories that you had as a kid, or you know, you have an opportunity to do better. Um, I, you know, I had a lot of bad memories associated with my childhood. Um, one of the reasons I got into this is after, um, you know, this is through the Dry Project, a uh, nonprofit organization I started in remembrance of my mother who commits suicide. Um, and so I had a lot of anger as a child and I had a lot of issues with it. Um, my dad really didn't have time to play sports with me, so I always went into uh, recreational leagues and stuff. I didn't know how to do anything because my dad didn't really play with me. He didn't know sports all that well, um, and so it was basically me by myself um, and my learning, and so I had to really lean on the coaches um, to learn anything. I was going in blind, um, and when you're an angry kid going in blind, dealing with all that stuff, it's, it's tough. Um, so I had, um, you know, an opportunity to kind of change that with the July Project, with coaching. Um, I had an opportunity to really impact these kids and reverse um, those negative feelings in my childhood, and that's something I'll forever be thankful of. All right, Josiah. Uh, well, you know, back you had um, you played for the state championship, the South Carolina High School League state championship. 
in 2020 for 3A. The Daniel Lions against the Camden Bulldogs, in which you won. Yes, sir. I'm currently sitting next to you with your state championship ring on the table. Yes, sir. Um, Was there – you were coaching the basketball team as – it happened, and um, it was did it impact you at all in, in the approach of the, the season? Um, you think it, you could even credit some of it, the coaching, to your state championship run? It helped me bring out my competitive spirit, even though I'm always on 10, on 100, whatever, whatever you want to call it. 10 out of 10. It just, it just I don't know, it, it, it inspired me, you know? Yeah. And especially at practice when you say something like, y'all coach is going to the state championship the first time in 20-something years. And that just made me think, dang, we got to win. We got to win. So, yeah, it did. It did, bro. Yeah, I mean, do you think that is something that you can credit? You know, I mean, that's a lifelong memory of the state championship. But will that coaching also be intertwined in that, you think? I wouldn't really credit it, but I would say it was with me along the way there. Yeah. Um, so, Hayden, I know with your future probably in telling you to be a business owner, probably keeping you in this local area, um, do you plan on continuing Little League coaching, and, and do you think this has impacted you to make that a part of your future? Well, definitely, like, especially when I, I plan on having kids, right? Not many. I don't want to deal with too many of them. It's too much. But I play. I hope I have a little kid, preferably a boy, so I can coach football. Uh, it definitely. I look forward to it. I mean, it'd be fun, especially when you coach your own kid. It'd be just that much better when he makes a play. Like, it's your son. You'd be so proud of him. I mean, I'm proud of the kids we have now when they make big plays. But like, when it's your kid, totally different. Totally different level. And maybe, maybe in college, right? I might, like, coach flag team or something. If I have time, that would be pretty fun. I just have to find some new group of coaches. Yeah. So I was going to Kentucky. I'm definitely not going to Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Joe will be in Spartanburg, and I'll be at Auburn. But, you know, you you got a big group around here. Um, you got a lot of people you know, and I'm certain there's a lot of people that want to help you out and coach with you. Trevor, what about you? I know you're planning on double majoring in coaching at the University of Cumberland. Um, do you plan on making coaching a part of your lifestyle? Probably definitely Little League coaching. I mean, just growing up with my dad, coaching me in Little League, always gave me good advice. Always when I was feeling down, even in high school football, giving me advice about what happened with him and what yeah. he experienced when he played college baseball. Now his coach almost sent him home because he was out of shape and worked his ass off and got back into the starting lineup and just all the advice and stuff. It was just wanting to be able to give that back to kids and stuff like that. It was a good experience. Yeah. You think you could see yourself coaching at maybe other levels outside of Little League too? I would definitely like to be a high school coach or a college coach. Yeah. High school would be more rewarding, but college would be fun too. I'm sure <laughs> Better be money. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Hey, college is always fun. You start at a little school and all of a sudden you're at a major school very quickly. 
Um, yeah. That's how it goes. So, Sometimes yeah. very quickly. Um, yeah, that's a that's a that's a great way. Um, you know, I, I definitely plan on obviously I, I've got many things that the July Eighth Project will be in definitely in, at Auburn, um, keeping the chapter here. So I I got a lot of things that and coaching is one thing that I do plan to continue down with the Auburn Recreational Department and uh, seeing what goes on with then. I'll be working um, with the athletic department um, there at Auburn. So being able to impact both with the college athletes and the young athletes and to do it both. I'm definitely very excited about. Um, all right. So with your father being um, your coach, um, uh, so when you have an opportunity to coach, you know, your dad being a high school coach, your little league coach, um, and now being able to coach with him in the stands, was that a rewarding and good? Um, you know, as rewarding it is to have your father in the stands, um, you know, was that nice and encouraging? Was it a nice bonding moment with you and your dad? Yeah, I mean, D. I get to see like a lot of things I say to him is like what he was talking about back when he was coaching. When I'm talking about the kids, back when he was coaching the league. It's a lot of the same things, like talking about how the kids aren't listening or something. Or and he saw me like I see the joy that he sees in it, you know. Yeah, I mean, have you, has it opened a new relationship with you and your father? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, as a coach's kid, I mean, I've always talked to him about coaching and stuff. Like after practice, yeah, practice. I mean, got the car ride home before I was driving. So I mean. Always talked about it with him, but now when you're actually put into action, yeah, I mean, talk about it a lot, learn from each other, learn from him. I've learned a lot from him. He's taught me a lot of things about coaching. Just watching him, I'm, I use a lot of his practices with the little team. Yeah, yeah. Is it special to be able to communicate with your dad on that way? Oh uh, yeah, I guess so. Cause I was just like a player talking to a coach. That like, not like me and my dad like have a relationship like father yeah. son. Yeah. But, like we're talking about football. It's like player talking to coach. Yeah. Like you're talking about what you see as a player, but as a coach, you see a totally different side of like the kids. Like when you're playing, you just see like the plays you make. When you're coaching, you see the kids' attitudes. You see them as a person. It's totally different. Yeah. You. And a whole new understanding of the kids. Yeah. yeah. This is definitely a wild, wild experience. Um, same with you, Trevor. You know, your dad coaching. Um, did it open up a new bond with you and your dad? Yeah, I think so. Like, what Hayden said about <clears throat> having a relationship, being a coach and a player, and then going back home and then having a relationship as dad and son. He would say you. He would. We would talk about practice, and yeah, like he said, his players talking to coach, and he would give you an honest opinion what he thought, what was going on, and then father son talking about football, yeah, be encouraging and giving me motivational advice. But Did it open up a new, you know, relationship with your father? They give you some memories you think you can hold on to for a long time. Yeah, definitely would. Uh, 
give me a lot of memories that will last a lifetime. That's yeah. one reason why when you asked me to coach, I wanted to do it because I've always wanted to know what it felt like to be my dad. I guess. Yes. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. But yeah. And then now it's something you can carry forward. I mean, double majoring with it. Um, you got Hayden planning to do it. Um, I'm definitely planning to do it. You got Josiah planning to do it. So it's something that we all really do plan on continuing. This is, you know, this is just the first teams. Uh, but hopefully it will be a lot of teams. And, you know, it could go as far as the different places, different high schools, different colleges, uh, different little leagues. You know, you could all the relationships and the kids over the years. Um, if just you, you could imagine what it would be like in 35, 40 years if we were to get a room full of all of the people that we impacted with just our coaching. Um, that would pretty probably be pretty something uh, magnificent to witness. Mm-hmm. So. Alrighty, well, that has been the uh, Dabbler Podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for hearing all of us on Trevor uh, Sin here and, and Hayden Johnson and Josiah yep. Benson um, and your host, Zach Grant. Um, I'm glad you were able to tune in and listen to us talk about coaching and just kind of break down our season. Um, this is as much for us as it is for you guys. Um, just to see, you know, it's a journey when you, you walk in with a bunch of 18-year-olds trying to coach a group of 10-year-olds with a bunch of grown men that very much see what you're doing and a lot of doubt. Um, it's a, it's quite the journey to overcome, and it, it has built to a lot of lifelong memories moments um and i couldn't ask for a better way to spend my senior year yeah definitely one thing that i'd like to mention is that a lot of the looks that we got when we walk out when we're told on the court to the field when we're 18 years old and we're out here coaching kids it's not a thing that you see very often yeah and a lot of time we got walked over because of it yeah but it was still rewarding at the end of the day regardless of what happened and how many wins and losses we had still had a lot of fun doing it yeah I was I mean that's not we're gonna, that's not what the kids are going to remember that's not you know what we're going to remember um, they're going to remember us as people and how we were able to impact them they're going to remember all the fun we had together um, and, and that's a pretty pretty special thing to do alright well thank you uh, listen to this one back listen to our one with JD listen to the one with Amir Sims and listen to all the upcoming things here um, where I'll be going to all room majoring in sports production and professional flight um, so I got a lot of fun things to talk about coming up there alright thank y'all goodbye alrighty that has been the Dabbler Podcast um, thank you for listening and uh, joining us um, again I Sorry for the slow hiatuses. It's been very difficult um, in the past, you know, couple months to get things out. Thankfully, though, um, I'll be heading to Auburn U- University pursuing a degree in sports production and professional flight. Um, and with that, oddly enough, me going to college is actually going to give me a little bit more time. Um, so with that time, expect some podcast, expect some inside looks at the Auburn Athletic Department, um, and expect a lot of conversations. So, uh, you know, I can't wait. War Eagle.